Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back, folks, for the second hour of this ride on this here crazy train. We're talking about a lot of stuff today, hunting and fishing and different things. If you've got any questions or comments, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Like I always tell you in the beginning of the show at 6 a.m. and at 7 a.m., we do come to you live every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. And we're on two stations we're on 1250 AM or 105.7 FM, The Fan. Either one you can catch us on. Anyway, and he's Danny Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. On the boards, producing is Ryan Horvat. And I just want to let everybody know that don't forget that after the 7.15 break, we, we will be playing the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub. Win a $10 gift certificate by tying or beating any one of us three here on the show. And trust me, everybody wins. So, anyway, Danny, did yeah. you get that coffee? I got that coffee. A couple oh, announcements. Yeah. Uh, October 13th, the 10th annual Salmon Spectacular will be going on from 9 to 3 p.m. at uh, the DNR facility, Lincoln Park Racine. So they're going to have tours, hands-on demos. Mm. Demos of fish spawning, which means two guys are going to dress up like fish, and then they're going to kind of <laughs> slap against each other and roll around on a, in a pool, in a wading pool, and show you how fish spawn. Oh, oh really? <laughs> well, that's what it said. Hands-on demo of fish spawning. How are they going to demo that? Hands well, on. I think they got the facility where you can actually see the fish see spawning. The fish yeah. spawning, and they're going to have casting, all kinds of stuff. So, mm, pretty sounds, sounds fun. Pretty interesting. Yes. And, uh, oh, the Pewaukee Lake, uh, the, the John Lehman Memorial, Three Charlies, Muskie Invitational is Pewaukee Lake, Saturday, October 20th, 2018. Only 150 bucks to enter, trying to get 50 boats in there. First place, two grand, and there's other prizes and uh, hats and horns at midnight, all kinds of cool stuff going on. So, um, anyway, uh, if you're interested, you can call Smokey's Muskie Shop at 262 262- Six nine one nine six five nine, or swing on by and say hello to one of the trained technicians. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you what's going out on the lake, what kind of tackle, gear, baits, and you can pick up an entry form. And half of the half of the proceeds go to stocking 
Pewaukee Lake with muskies. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Yep, Danny, that's- uh, from what we were talking about before, I got to tell you, you, you mentioned the fact uh, on when you're setting. Oh, you got a caller there for us? No? Okay. You were talking about if you're too close, you don't want those hooks flying back at you. Uh, I know I've told this story before, but maybe some of our listeners haven't heard it. Maybe you forgot it. <laughs> I don't know. But I was out with my friend, a no-name bookie, and he's not. He, he never musky fished before. This is a number of years ago. And we were on Pewaukee Lake, and we had a couple suckers out, and we were fishing in the Narrows, and it was cold out. You know, it was fall, and we're casting. And anyway, the one sucker on the one rod. Now, mind you, in the Narrows, your line is only down maybe 8 feet because we were in like 12, 13 feet of water. So we are only down about 8 yep, feet. Yep. And uh, so he set the hook. You know, I told him what to do. He did it. He's got the rod just bends over. He's got a fish on and she came up, and I know it was a she because she was big. She comes up to the surface, and I've got the net out, but it's about two feet away. And I'll, and I regret, I'll regret this to the day I die. I gave him bad information. Instead of telling him to loosen up the drag a little bit and play it out, you know, because it's pretty green, that fish was only two feet away from the net, okay? And I said, just pull her in, Dom. Oh, I shouldn't use his name. Just pull her in, no name. <laughs> Just pull her in. Well, that 50-pound test braid wasn't going to break. That 60-pound test wire leader wasn't going to break. The hook's going to bend. The four-aught heavy-duty hooks, they ain't going nowhere. If something's going to give, it's going to be the hooks coming out of that fish's mouth. And that's exactly what happened. He pulled one way. She turned her head the other. And this fish was... You know, it's hard to tell. She was around that 50-inch range, give or take an inch or two, but she was really round, really fat. So when he pulled one way, she pulled the other, those hooks came out. And mind you, that she's only like 8 or 10 feet away. Yep. Those hooks came out, and you could actually hear them go right right by his face. The, the sinker, the hooks went right by his face. I mean, another like 4 or 5 inches. And he would have his face would have been full of treble hooks, and so I felt bad. Number one, he missed the fish. I felt bad that I told him the wrong advice. I felt bad that he almost ripped his face apart. You know, might have ended up looking like the Joker in Batman. But he kind of already does. But never mind that. <laughs> anyway, but you know, I just I mean to this day I felt bad about. It. But it all happened in within maybe thirty seconds. I mean, it all happens so well, fast. So, But I, you're uh, right. If you're too close sometimes and they come out. I've had some lost fish. I've probably told the stories before. Uh, one time I was on, years ago, on my little aluminum boat. I was up on Lake Butazare. Mm-hmm. And I used to go there this time of year. And I'd be the only guy in the lake sometimes. And I, I as dumb as I was in my little aluminum boat, uh, I actually was on to a pattern where I, I, I'd always get on muskies with the suckers. I found a spot. And uh, one time I was, the big breeze, wind blowing. It was just blowing me fast. And something I thought grabbed the sucker or I had a snag. So then when I, you know, got on the trolling motor, which could barely, that little rear trolling motor on the yeah, back, you yeah. know, could barely handle going into the mm-hmm. heavy waves. I, I got a little, you know, got up a little closer and then I pulled and tugged on the line and and I could feel definite fish. Was that a time when you were using the single, single J hook? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you know what I had done? 
I had taken, I had a single hook, but then I had taken wire and I had tied a treble uh, onto the back. Mm-hmm. But my mistake was I I thought I was like hooking up like a treble, like a you'd hook a little shiner with a treble under the rear dorsal fin oh, under yeah, the yeah. backbone. Yeah. I had put that rear treble under the backbone of a sucker. Okay. You cannot rip that out no, of the backbone no, of a sucker. So when I set the hook, Tom, my, again, as soon as I got off the trolling motor, I'm blowing it Mach 10 across like a sailboat across the lake. So as I'm blowing, I wind down tight, and I gave the heart, I, a mighty hook set. Now I was using like the 36-pound dac rod mm-hmm. at the time. Had a, this one real stiff six-foot-four rod, real mm-hmm. stiff. And I'm telling you, man, it just bent that rod, and it stopped the boat. Really? Stopped the boat. And then I was literally pulling, just like you're in a canoe and you hook a log, and you're pulling your canoe towards the log on the snag. Yeah. I was pulling the boat against really? towards, and then I could feel the fish coming up. And all I can say is it it sounds cliche to say it felt like a log coming up, but mm-hmm. that's what it felt like, mm-hmm. just this huge, heavy weight. And it got up just to the point where I'm thinking, holy, and I hadn't caught a big muskie at that point. Maybe mm-hmm. I'd caught a 36, 37-incher. So I'm, you know, sitting there all, I'm all by myself. I'm all excited thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to see? Buda's Air has, you know, world record yeah, tiger exactly. muskie out of there. And this thing was big. And just to the point where it's maybe, I don't know, 10 feet under. It's not a crystal clear lake, mm-hmm. but it's not dark either. Uh, all of a sudden, it just let go. And the sucker comes popping up. Now, I was using, I had measured, it was a 17-inch sucker. Giant jaw marks on it. It didn't get a hook. And I was like, oh, oh. my God, I just wish I'd have seen that thing. Yeah. I mean, that was a big fish. Because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, you know, at first, like I said, it was like a tree pulling my boat mm-hmm. on the bottom. Like you'd hook the bottom. Yeah. Wow. Another big one I lost was on Oconomowoc one time. Steve Milliot was out. He was fishing the little part. And I was with uh, my buddy Skip at the time, and we went on uh, the big lake. And working that deep, that weed, you can actually see the drop off there. It's so clear, and mm-hmm. you just work that. And I was yep. about, I was trying to stay in that 18 feet of water, yeah. and I had a, a sucker. And uh, one grabbed the sucker, and it before I, you know, instantly it swam out to 30 feet of water. So mm-hmm. I tried to get a little closer with the boat, like you said, mm-hmm. so you're not way far away. And I went and gave mighty hook set. And again, big that big rugged rod I bought from you years ago when you ran mm-hmm. your shop. It doubled that big rugged rod over, and then phew, it was just like the line had broke. And I'm like, what the heck? And I wind in. It had bent the hook out to a 45-degree oh, really? angle. Yeah, it was a Pete Maina liftoff rig wow. and it, with a heavy hook. It bent the hook wow. out. And again, I didn't budge that fish. And that's another one I, you know, the hook, the, the sucker was gone, the hook was bent, and that's another one I sometimes have nightmares about. Wow. You know, uh, when the no-name lost that fish, when I made him lose the fish, he wasn't upset at all. He said to me, he said, oh, was that a good one? Because he didn't, he didn't know that good one. I said, "Yeah, no name. That was a good one. That 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 was one you'd want to put on the wall." And then he says, "Oh, how much money did you save me?" And I said, "Well, if they were charging ten dollars an inch, it'd be about five hundred bucks." He says, "Oh, good thing I didn't catch it then. <laughs> you saved me money." And he laughed about it. So I'm glad he took it in stride. I did catch a, I did catch a forty-eight incher with Doctor Maimon a couple of years ago. <laughs> and uh, it's funny, we, uh, the fish, he's casting in the front of the boat. And th- there was, you know how sometimes you wonder whether the sucker's in the weeds or it's mm-hmm. a fish? 
there was no question on this one. Mm-hmm. It grabbed and it just took off and it's going mm-hmm. and it's picking up speed even faster. And I'm like, Dennis, you got a fish back here. <laughs> and he's, he's finishing his cast. I go, Dennis, you got a fish back here. He's, he's kind of, and then he's kind of finishing his conversation. I said, Dennis, you got to get back here and get this fish. He goes, I know. I'm moving slow, so I remain calm. So, <laughs> so when he got back there, there was no get close to it. Mm-hmm. It was time we got to set this hook. Yeah. So yeah. he set the hook, and I swear to God, there must have been 40 yards of line out by that <laughs> oh, point. God. And that was a 48 incher, and I wow. could tell instantly that it was a big fish. So yeah. I reached over and loosened the drag, and that thing gave a battle, man. Oh, Jumping at the boat and making power runs, and oh, yeah, this awesome. is the biggest muskie to date. But uh, hook set was good. We nailed that one, and it got off in the net. I was able to get it oh. unhooked perfectly, so it wasn't hooked too deep or yeah. anything. But that's, that's my excellent. last big sucker muskie, actually. Well, maybe this year will be good. Anyway, we got to go to the break now, and coming up next is the NFL football picking contest brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. Be a contestant. Be the third caller, I guess, Ryan. Whatever whatever caller sure. wants it, Ryan wants to take third caller, and you will win a $10 gift certificate, $10 gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. Call right now, and we'll be right back. It is now time for the NFL football picking contest. And we uh, we do have a contestant, right, Ryan? Yes, we do actually have a contestant today, so uh, okay. that's always good. And so let's go to uh, Kevin. And uh, let's... Wait. All right, Kevin, how you doing, All right. man? Good morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning. Yeah, you know how this works, right? Yeah. Okay, and you're gonna you're gonna win a ten dollar gift certificate to Curly's Waterfront Pub. All you got to do is tie or beat one of us. All right. I think you can do that. Good. Pretty pretty easy. It was a rough week for everybody last yeah. week. One and three. I went three and one. Everybody else went one and three. Everybody else went one and three. Oh. Uh, the season totals. We'll just you know what? Let's get to those like week six because they're not looking so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll worry, except for for me. But, except you know. for you. Yeah, but I you know All you right. know how that goes. Okay, uh, let's start. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're at the Chicago Bears, and the Bears are favored by three points. Ask ask the caller. Yeah. What do you think, Kev? Uh, probably the Bears. Ooh, Kevin's gonna go with the Bears. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go, are you ready there? I'm going to go with the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To cover the three points? Oh, yeah. All righty. Oh, Danny. Yeah. <coughs> I'm taking a knee over here. I'm boycotting the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking, he's taking a knee. Okay. Well, I might, you know, they actually talked about, uh, I got an email about someday in November. Oh, the veterans uh, in November that weekend, they're talking about boycotting, not watching the NFL if this taking a knee crap keeps going on. Uh, Anyway, uh, I'll take the Bears. So I'm going to take the Bears with you guys to cover the three points at Soldier Field. Uh, The Vikings already played, and then the Badgers have a uh, bye week. week. So we actually got three games today, too. Okay. Just going to throw that out there. Um, All right, we got... The Lions traveling to take on the Dallas Cowboys next. The Cowboys are favored by three points at home. Uh, Kevin, what do you think? I'll go with the Cowboys. All right, Kevin's going to take the Cowboys. I'm actually going to take the Lions. I think they're the better team. They're coming off that big win against the Patriots. Danny, what do you think? Uh, Jets. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to throw 
throw another team out there. Where are the teams again? Lions and the Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys for sure. The Lions yeah. are junk. I'm, I'm going to take the Cowboys as well. So everybody's yeah. taking the Cowboys Only because they're in Texas. They got hot cheerleaders. Yeah. Yes, they do. All right. And old. then the final one. How those girls never age? I don't know. Tomorrow, tomorrow at noon. Uh, we got uh, the Bills and the Packers. The Packers favored by nine and a half points at home at Lambeau Field. I'm going to take the Packers. I think they win by double digits. I and, hope. Okay. Kevin? Kevin, what do you got? I'll go with the Pack. All right, Kevin. That kind of guy. Danny? I'll go with the uh, McPackers. And Tommy, you're going to take the Bills. I just know you are, aren't you? How did you know that? I think the Packers will win, but I don't think they're going to cover. They ha- until they show me. Okay, so you're not going to take the money line bills, though, right? Packers no. are going to win the game. Yeah, okay. I, I until the Packers show me that they got a secondary. Uh, I'm sorry, no, I'm going to go with the Bills and a nine and a half points. Yep, definitely fighting Micah Hides. All right, Kevin. Yep, we got your information, man. Good luck this week. Okay. Hey, thanks. All right, thanks. Sorry, Kevin. I know that was your caller. I don't know why I'm telling oh, you. Oh no, that's that, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. All right, taking the dang show over. Yeah, I, uh, you know, every everything that I've heard, that I've seen, and everything that happened last week, I'm sorry, Packers got to prove it to me that that they can go out there and win by double digits. You know, cover a a, almost a ten point spread. You know, they they got to prove it to me. I mean, that that's a lot of points in the NFL. And yeah, and if the Packers win by let's say fourteen or more. I'm a happy camper. <laughs> Me <laughs> you know, too. I don't mind. So, anyway, yeah. God, that's a lot of paper. <laughs> I know, man. I'm sorry. I like to sometimes rip it off and leave myself little notes. <laughs> oh, Danny. Yes. So, I got to tell you something yeah. that happened. Uh, you know, John's wife, Loey. John, our former. Yeah, John's wife, Floyd. Yeah, co-host. Okay, so get this. Uh, she broke her foot. Yeah, I heard. Did you hear how? <laughs> she dropped something on it, okay, I heard. Okay, so this week, uh, I'm at my place, right? Yeah. And I hear this big kaboom from downstairs. Yeah. But I always hear noises. I yeah. almost went to investigate. Well, about uh, a short while later, I get a phone call. And I normally don't even, you know, pick up my phone right away. But for some reason, I pick up my cell phone and Louie goes, I had this giant countertop fall on my foot and yeah, it's it was, bleeding a lot. Can you yeah, come down? Yeah. So I, go, so I go running down there and there's like this couple hundred pound, big, heavy. Yeah. I don't know. What are they? Marble or whatever they're out of? Granite, I think she gets. And yeah. countertop. And she's on the floor. It's on her foot. Oh. There's blood everywhere and now i gotta try and pick this thing up and you can hardly get your fingers underneath it and let me tell you it was heavy so then i run and grab my first aid kit and i grab the 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 gal who big guy's wife at the magic shop i run grab her quick she comes and she kind of helped loey get into the bathroom but when she came out i got my first aid kit i Mm -hmm. bundled it all up i got a cold pack put that on there yeah then I took my big hunting sock and cut it down the middle and slid the sock over because oh, yeah. her foot was still had all kinds of blood on the yeah, bottom. Yeah. And off to urgent care we went. Oh. And an hour and a half later, she was on her way out in a boot. Broke her foot, man. 
So, now, some of the metacarpal bones she broke on the top? On top, she broke two. Two of but them. Two breaks, but it's clean break. Yeah, and but a big gash must have been in there, well, too. Well, eh? I for thought for blood. sure she'd need stitches, but no. evidently uh, it wasn't deep enough where it okay. needed stitches. But it, tell you what, it bled like a yeah. son of a gun. Well, on the top of your foot, you got those veins that are real close. Well, that's close. the thing, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those, yeah. kind of like the top of your head, I think, where it bleeds. Yeah. Bleeds like crazy. Oh, man. Well, now I need a new first aid kit because I busted that one. <laughs> it, well, I ran it. It's the one from my boat. Yeah. So I grabbed but, it. You know, every, you know, good thing you brought that up because every, every angler should have a first aid kit in their boat. You never know what's going to happen. Boat or you know? car. Or car even, yeah. Realistically, yeah. you yeah. should. Yeah. And uh, if, if, uh, if possible... Uh, an EpiPen isn't a bad idea to have if somebody has an allergic yeah, reaction. To but something. those are expensive yeah, nowadays. But more and more yeah. and more people are allergic. Yeah. Like when I grew up, I had asthma, and everybody looked at me like I was some kind of freak when I couldn't breathe yeah. at summer camp. I mean, I was like the rarity. Yeah. Now it seems like you get a list of kids in a school, and yeah. like you know, four out of ten in a class seem to have you know some severe allergy yeah. or something. So, right. I don't know, but not a bad idea having the. Uh, Having a first aid kit. So I took yeah. what's actually what I did was I took what's left of the first aid kit, which is most of it, and I put it yeah. under under the seat of my car. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm not allergic to bees because I tried uh, fighting a, 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 a nest of yellow jackets. I didn't win. <laughs> they got me a whole bunch of times. <laughs> well, they used to have the stuff that you could spray. John yeah. used to have this yeah. at the musky shop. He had old some stuff that actually worked where you'd hit that thing 10 feet in the air, a big giant wasp or something, mm-hmm. and it would drop them like a stone. Oh, right. Now the stuff, you can, you can shower them with it, oh. and it doesn't kill them. But I'm thinking back Ex- to the time it was yeah. blowing back, and oh, I was bre- no, and I'm thinking, breathing you know, it. Yeah. It, that's probably why this stuff is so weak now, because yeah. not only did it kill, kill those things on yeah. contact, it probably wasn't safe for me to be using. Well, now, Dave, I've tried them all. And the best one, without a doubt, is the Raid Wasp and Hornet Killer. Raid is the best, without a doubt. I've tried all these name brand ones from, uh, you know, or brand names from different companies and all that. Yeah, they'll kill the wasps, the yellow jackets, whatever, but they'll kill them, but it just takes a while. You know, you spray them with it. I mean, knock them down even, and they'll get up and fly away. Now, granted, yeah, they're going to die sooner or later someplace. But I want those babies to drop now. And that raid, that's the best stuff, without a doubt. And uh, oh, where, where did my co-host go? He's, he's in the back room over there talking to Ryan. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you've got any questions or comments, uh, we're coming up to a break now. But if you got any questions or comments, you just give us a call at 414-799-1250. Uh, now you might be out duck hunting today if you're a duck hunter and you're not hearing this, but if you know somebody who's a duck hunter and, uh, they had some good success, maybe they want to brag a little bit. Tell them to call next week. Hey, Ryan, we got to go to a break. We got to, got to let him know back there. He's busy working, man. That guy is busy. They talk about Mike McGivern being the busiest man in show business. No, in radio business. I think it's Ryan here. Yeah. He's the busy guy. Maybe we they, we had two minutes before the we, break, but hey, okay. Maybe maybe <laughs> we could uh, lobby for you and getting you a raise, you know, because you, you you do so much here. Yeah. Know? Good luck. I'll 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 email Tom during the break. I'll e- email our our boss Tom. Okay. Yeah. I'll, do that I'll, for I'll do me. That. We'll see. All right. <laughs> 
we'll see how that works. Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back, folks, with more on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. We've got the hunting season going on now, Tom. Has your son been doing any bow hunting yet? Well, not this last weekend. They moved into their new home, but the weekend before, he was up in Buffalo County, and he said the mosquitoes were terrible on the ground. But once he got up in his tree stand, he said they weren't as bad up in the tree stand. But Saturday afternoon, he calls us, and he says, yeah, I'm driving home. And I said, it's Saturday afternoon. Why are you driving home on Saturday afternoon? His three-year-old son, my grandson, Van, broke his femur. That's his thigh bone. Broke it in half. Oh, my God. So little three-year-old's in a body cast for the next eight, for eight weeks. So <laughs> he's got seven, and seven well, he's got uh, six weeks to go now. So, poor kid. So, he uh, wasn't able to uh, get up there again because they moved into the new house last weekend. And uh, I don't think his wife's going to let him go until that whole house is situated. So <laughs> I think she's going to put her foot down. So, I'm, I'm considering going bow hunting this weekend, Tom. And uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking of trying to use one of those kiosks to get my deer tested. Should oh, I yeah, shoot yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Do you know anyone who has used that? I thought, I thought, did Keith, the electrician, do that? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know if, if anybody has done that. If anybody's used one of those kiosks, oh. kiosks, give us a call. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you've used those, yeah, give us a call. I, I don't know. Who do you got on the line, Ryan? Uh, Lucas had a question, I believe, oh. for you guys. Hey, Lucas, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, what's up? Hey, I just had a quick question. Would you guys walleye fish uh, for the fall, uh, fall walleye run here? Do you guys use more uh, plastics or minnows yourself? Minnows. I like, I, I use more minnows. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Bigger and bigger ones like the chubs or small suckers oh, really? or chubs about four inches or so, maybe even five. Depending if you want to go for little walleyes or big walleyes, <laughs> but yeah, that four inch size. I, yeah, definitely like those. Yeah, definitely. Really quick. Then do you just use a circle hook right through the, right through the nose of them? Or? No, I use a regular hook and, and sometimes I'll put it on a jig you know, unless I'm going to put it on a on a on a on a, a, a minnow harness, I mean a a minnow rig, a spinner rig, you know, with a bottom bouncer, sure. uh, I might do that. Uh, otherwise, I'll, otherwise I'll have it with a jig. Uh, I I don't think I I really don't do much. Although we're planning next week to do it with uh, slip bobbers, so then it would just be a hook and a and a sinker, you know. Perfect. So, uh, but I'll tell you, what are you talking about? Lakes around here. Uh, mostly like the Rock River, Mississippi. Have you uh, ever gone River? Have you ever gone up to the Fox up by Green Bay? Oh yeah, that's mostly spring, but I've never done it in the fall. I've I, heard good things. I'll but tell obviously you, it's not as crowded. So. Lucas, I'll tell you what I like. I prefer it in the fall, for for really? a couple of reasons. Number one, not as many boats. Okay, and number two, you still catch a lot of walleyes. It's just that you're not going to catch that 12, 13, 14 pounder. Okay. Sure. But you will get a lot of quality fish and, and a lot of fish. But the main thing is this, there's less people. And and you know how everybody goes up to the dam 
sure. and there'll be a hundred boats up there. There's just as many good spots downriver towards the bay. A lot of good spots down that way. A lot of good ones, you know, a lot of good ones. Did you ever go other places than, than the dam area? I have. I got uh, I got side imaging three years ago, and yeah. that changed my walleye fishing in rivers immensely. I, I, I can't. I wouldn't go out there without that thing. It's really? You know, tremendously. I've heard that from more people. I don't have that, okay? But I hear it's pretty darn awesome. I find new spots every time I fish. Yeah. It's it, unbelievable. And, and you see the fish, too, right? You, you you can pick out schools of fish. I mean, the only problem I wish I would have gotten the high speed transducer because I have to be going less than four miles an hour oh, in order okay. to pick out the fish. But okay. uh, yeah, Acres Away does a really good job. They put that under it for me. So oh, they did. Appreciate it. Yeah. The only problem with those side imagings, they're not cheap, are they? No, I actually got it on a deal a couple of years ago. But yeah. um, I mean, you're probably looking at around a thousand. I would recommend getting the bigger screen if you do it. Yeah. Because if you're running side imaging, you're going to want the uh, you're going to want the down imaging as well. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's just unbelievable. What kind of yeah. uh, what what, what kind did you get? Sorry, Tom. That's I right. got the Hummingbird. I believe it's a nine. Oh, I'd have to look. It's on a nine inch screen. It's one of the older ones. It's not going to be the newer one. I think the newer ones are the Helixes. Yep. I didn't get that one, so it's an older unit, but it still does the trick. So cool. Uh, now, if you do go up to the Fox, do you fish on weekends or do you get to go during the week? Uh, I have a lot of PTO for work, so I actually have a trip coming up. I was going to go out to Genoa, but yeah. that's up in the air, so I might as well stay in the state. Yeah. Well, I was going to. I was going to say, if you go up to Green Bay on a weekend, a perfect time to go. Is actually on the Fox River is is on when the Packers are playing. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Because because th- that river is uh, there. You might see uh, a handful of boats. That's it. Maybe you know. I mean, it it it's void of boats because they're all at the stadium, right? So, sure. but the thing is, is that you either have to leave an hour bef- before the game is over or two hours after it's over. Otherwise, you'll run into the traffic. So, but if you get out there in the morning. And let's say leave at 2 o'clock, beautiful, perfect. You won't have many fishermen out there, very few boats, and you won't run into all that traffic. That's well, the way, hey, <laughs> that's the way we used to plan it. <laughs> so. well, I learn something new every time I listen to you guys, so I really appreciate it. All right, well, thanks for calling, Lucas. We thank appreciate you it, too. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Hey, Danny. Yeah. How about I give away a Cubby Mini Mite hat? Free of charge. What do you think? That sounds like a good idea. All right. Um, Would so and and these are like I don't know twenty twenty five dollar hats. They're 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 really quality hats. They're really nice. So if you call now at seven nine nine twelve fifty, that's four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. I'm going to ask you a question. It's on a state record, okay? A state record, and we had talked about it before. We had talked about the species of fish during the show. So if you call now, I'll ask you what, I'll I'll name the species and what the state record is, and I'll give you a two-pound leeway, okay, if you come within two pounds, okay? So that's a pretty big leeway, Danny, don't you think? Great leeway, Tom. Yeah, I think. Okay, we got some callers now. If, yeah, Ryan will get a hold of them on the phone, and we'll, we'll just pop somebody up there, Ryan. And uh, I'll ask this question. This is because we were talking about this before. So this I, we, you might find interesting. 
When we come back, I want to talk about CWD a little bit, Tom. Yeah, and we got to see if we got a caller that anybody who's used those kiosks. Are you ready? Who do you got? Uh, Jim. Jim? Yeah, pop Jim yeah. up there. Good. Hey, good morning, Jim. How are you? All right. All right. Earlier in the show, we were talking about brook trout and how they're beautiful-looking fish. Now, Lake Michigan actually has brook trout in it, and the state record brook trout from Lake Michigan because they have outlying waters and inlying waters. The outlying water, Lake Michigan brook trout record is 10 pounds, one ounce. So within a two-pound leeway, high or low, what is the inland uh, brook trout state record? Uh, seven pounds. Oh, that was really close. That was close, Jim, but it's over the two-pound leeway. Okay. But thanks for trying. appreciate it. You bet. Thanks. Bye. All right. Next week, we'll try another one. See, I can't ask it again no, because you... people will just Google it. It, it was yeah. nine pounds, 15 ounces. So State it was almost. Inland Brown. Inland uh, Brook. Brook trout. Inland Brook. No way. Nine? Nine no way. Yeah, that's crazy. That had to be a, one that ran in from the Great Lakes that's and crazy. was caught inland. No, it was caught on Prairie River in Lincoln County. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My it's BS huge. meter. My, what year was that caught? Like 1832? Uh, 1944. Nine pound okay. brook trout? Here. Yeah. Get, okay, guess this What's one, What's the Danny? world record brook trout? I don't know. I got, I'd have to look it up. But here. Uh, uh, brown trout inland. Now the Lake Michigan brown trout is forty-one pounds eight ounces. Yeah, that I know. That's big. Inland brown trout. I've never caught one over ten inches. Okay. Inland brown trout. Uh, twelve, thirteen. Eighteen pounds six ounces. And you know where it was caught from? Lake Geneva. Lake Geneva. See, in I know my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. That, I mean, for see, a in, I can see inland, from a lake. Well, maybe. Wow. Well, how about the brook? Was that caught in the lake too? Now, because then maybe I'll, I don't think so. You said it was a river. Uh, I think it said. Uh, okay, get that book out there. Yeah, it says uh, brook here. Yeah, Prairie River. Prairie River. But you know, if one anybody catches one that big, they're probably going to lie about where they caught it anyway. I'm looking up for you the brook trout world record. Yeah, look that up for me, Tom. There's a lot of trout in here. Oh you my. know, the brook trout is actually a member of the Char family. Char family, yeah. Is, is the lake trout. Yet, for some reason, we call them trout because yeah. they kind of... You, you know, know what else a brook trout is known by? A coaster. S no, speckled. No. Speckled trout. Okay, the all-tackled World River coming from Nipigon River in Ontario, Can Canada, was 14 pounds, 8 ounces. Oh, catch this. Two-pound test line record. Seven pounds, 8 ounces. You know who by? On God's River from Manitoba by our friend Joey Booker. Joe Booker? Yeah. Joe really? Booker's, yeah. Two-pound test. Two-pound test? Two-pound test. Yeah, how about that? Oh, yeah. got his name in, his, that. in, in the uh, record book there. Yeah, not no big, but, man, brook trout that big? I just can't imagine. I'd love to see one like that, you know, in, in person. Speaking of Joe Booker, you know, yeah. our friend Fred, friend Rod Grimmy briefly brought up, before we go to break here, yeah. uh, briefly brought up the fact that Tony Rizzo recently oh, passed yeah, away. Oh, yeah, that's sad. And, uh, you know, I just want to put a shout-out to Tony Rizzo. You know, Tony Rizzo 
was Joe Booker before Joe Booker was Joe Booker. Tony Rizzo was Pete Mania before Pete Mania was Pete Mania. Yeah. Tony Rizzo was the man back in the day, oh, catching yes. a lot of big muskies on those small lakes, on old-school tackle and so forth. And he put a lot of time in. And he yeah. just didn't come of age during a later year when, you know, because these guys went big time, publicity right, yeah. and this and that. And and maybe Tony wasn't a big enough self-promoter. Maybe he was content right. just to run his, you know, his resort, resort up yeah. there and, yeah. and just, you know, be low-key. He wrote a couple books. Yeah. He never really got a whole lot of fame and fortune necessarily no. like some of the guys no. that followed in his footsteps. But that guy really was a legend back in yeah. the day. And he, like Rod said, he was kind of Rod's idol. And, and I, I, I started reading his books before I read anybody's books back in the day. Do you remember him talking and reading about how he, you know, he started the shore fishing thing where he'd find the deepest drop off on a lake close to shore and then he'd. He'd roll out and drop the suckers in the deep water. And we're, we're talking 30, 40 feet, right? Drop them out there, go back to shore with his clients, start a fire on shore <laughs> to keep warm, and had the rods on pole holders, right, and or on sticks or whatever, right, right. and just sit there on the shore and wait. And and he actually caught big fish that way. So they that was he, was he he was the one because I remember Tony reading Al, Al Denninger used to do that on the Chippewa flow. He got that I remember. From, he got that from Tony Rizzo. He got the yep. idea from Tony. And Tony Rizzo did that all the time. Yep. And he caught a lot of big muskies back yes, in the did. day. And he was on his uh, resort was on Star Lake, if I remember. Right. There's Sta- Star and my the Ballards right up there. Well, yeah, and, they're all uh, right. another one. That's the A. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, but Irving. Yeah, Irving. Uh, that starts with an E. I think. Well, it starts with an I, Tom. We got to go to break. Or is it an I? Yeah. Well, is it an E or an I? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. All right. We'll be right back, Danny. Uh, he's Danny Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer. He's Ryan Horvath on the boards, uh, and he's Brett Favre on the cover of that we'll book. Right after this Mick break. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Uh, 799-1250 is the number. So, Tom, I was talking about the CWD yeah. before. And as you know, the governor had a conference call uh, talking about some new initiatives and so forth. Uh, uh, the transferring of the carcasses and all the different things. But, you know, the the, the CWD... Um, map that the DNR used to put out would just have all these counties shaded in that were CWD affected. Now, you would think if it's CWD affected, Tom, what would that mean to you? That there's CWD in that county. Wrong. <laughs> no? Really? Look at, look at the new map. The new map is high, yeah. highly uh, is much more interactive. We'll get to that call because I know you're yeah. anxious no. to get No, to no, it. I just was letting oh, you know. No, go ahead. Oh, oh I was just letting you know. Bill with a uh, fishing report. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Hey, top of the morning, guys. What's up? Hey, you know, two things. The, the white bass are starting to run. They're starting to hit up yeah. in Oshkosh and that. They just started. Uh, the walleyes are doing really good on the local lakes around here. I mean, really good. I've seen some really nice fish come in in pictures. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm talking about the lakes within, I don't know, half hour drive, 20, yeah. 25 minutes. Uh, just get out there where the walleyes are, they're biting. One thing I wanted to say about those brookies, right when, if you want big brookies in the spawn right now, right where, you know, where the Hone Bridge is, where everybody fishes the perch yeah. and the salmon, yeah. right where it makes the bend by that restaurant and coming up behind, uh, oh, God, what's that street? Water Street there on that bend. Yeah. They're, the guys are catching. I've seen six, seven pounders. I've never seen them bigger than that, but they're just beautiful fish when they get that big. Oh, oh that God. is that's pretty big, yeah. That's still yeah. Very, very Right big, on that yeah. corner, if you want to fish those brookies, that's where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I wanted to say. Uh, and, just back from the great state of Alaska again. What'd you shoot? Uh, I just went along for the 120-mile rat trip. I, I did a lot of paddling, three yeah. to five, <laughs> seven to ten hours a day when there was no current. Okay. Three days straight. But uh, the kids, they shot black bear with their bows. I was just along as a chaperone. Okay. That's, I, that's I was cool. the uh, grizz uh, keeper of a wear with the gun. Well, that, that's good. You were, you were Yeah, you had the gun just in case. Right, Did you see any right. grizz? That was my job. Yeah. And I suppose well, you I shot sh- enough of everything. I didn't really care. But I had a blast with the kids. It, you know, it's changing of the guards for me. Yeah. Okay. But... Uh, so that's what I want to say, um, and, and I wanted to tell everybody, you can hunt black bear over the counter up there. You can hunt everything over the counter up there, and I, it costs me less once you get established, know what you're doing, than going out west or whatever. All right. Um, well, and I still have leeches, nice ones if anybody right. needs them. All right. He's Bill from Sportsman's Den on 54th and uh, Billard, so uh, give him a call, if, especially if you need them leeches. All right. Thanks. All right, see you, Take Bill. Take care, Bill. Okay, you were saying about CW. Now, you would think there would be CWD in that county if it says that there is, right? Well, no, it, they, they used to just have shaded county. Yeah. And uh, so, like, where I hunt, Monroe County, I thought, oh, now it's got CWD. No, they haven't detected one there yet. The new map, basically, if you go onto the website, it's a color kind of a map. It shows, like... There's like a little black square where they've had a CWD wild positive location. Okay. Um, then they've then they've got uh, hunting preserves that have had CWD. Um, they've had uh, they've got a deer farms that have had CWD, and uh, pot, past positive CWD farms, and then. Uh, and then they've got, uh, you know, the other ones that are shaded are like a CWD um, affected county, which means that there's been one within 10 miles. Uh, so a CWD affected county is a watch county because it's within 10 miles of a CWD positive detection. So like Monroe County, there was a positive detection in Juneau and Vernon County, but none in that county. So when you re- actually look at the actual wild, the actual CWD wild positive locations, there's hardly any in the northern states. They got all these states shaded like you would think there's all kinds of CWD. Yeah. There's not very few. Look at the map. Go online and look it up. There's very few positive uh, detections in wild as far as in the wild population. Looks like there's more in those deer farms. Uh, which is a problem. Um, but the huge, the, the bulk of it is, is just around the Dane County area right. where the original area is down south. That right. south uh, western corner of, the, of Wisconsin is where it's just, 
there's all over that yeah. Madison, uh, even up into Richland, uh, yeah. Sauk, Dane, uh, Green, Lafayette. Um, yeah, and and that's where the bulk of it is. So you know, it's too bad they didn't wipe it out like they were trying to do years ago. They tried, they but tried, nobody wanted but... to go along with it. Yeah, nobody wanted to shoot their deer. Um, so I don't know. It's just too bad because it it it, it just got did get worse. But it, you know, in looking at this, I, I feel a little bit better because there's not hardly any wild act ones that uh, it, CWD wild positive location. Look at the map. There's not that that much of it. So so that makes me feel a little more comfortable hunting up north because yeah. there it, it really isn't super prevalent yet. No, uh, up in the county where you're. Where yeah, your if you go, if, if you go, if you go, yeah, if you go north. <laughs> now, if you go all the way up, Douglas, Bayfield, Ashland, Iron—they're not even affected yet. In other words, there hasn't been one within ten miles of their county line that's mm-hmm. been detected. I think the furthest north I see is Washburn County. Okay. Washburn County, and uh, so are you thinking of if you uh, harvest a deer, that taking it to one of those kiosks well, and dropping I, off the head? That's what I was thinking. But now I'm looking at this map and I'm thinking. Why bother? But I'm just curious, how easy is that kiosk thing? I don't know, but I'll tell you how what. How do you tag it? Yeah. Do they have a little saw right there that you can use to cut the head off? Or do you gotta, <laughs> I think I that's mean, up to you. <laughs> you got to have your own <laughs> I think saw so. in the back of that. Yeah, probably. You've got to get like five inches of the neck, too, yeah, I guess, from right, the right. head. You know, I, this whole thing, all, all this conversation in the last number of years, has really gotten deer hunters to think about what they're eating, you know, what they're consuming, whether they should consume it or not. I talked to a lot of guys that said, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat a deer this year, because <clears throat> they're in areas where it has been detected, let's say, and they don't want to take a chance. And I say, well, why don't you just drop the head off? Yeah, and then have that go through all that work of, you know, cleaning it, having it in the freezer. Well, whatever this county... And then county, what, i got to take it out then and whatever? Dane County, and whatever that county is to the west of it, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't even bother hunting there because it's just... Yeah, the whole, I know. The whole, map, the whole map here is just black. Right, with right. With all the ones that they've uh, that they've detected right. there. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I'll tell you, that is just crazy. I don't know. Well, I don't have to worry about it. Oh, actually, I do because if my friend or son, you know, shoot one and want to share one with, share some meat with me, and then I got to think about it, you know. Nah, you're so old it wouldn't even bother anyway. <laughs> by, the, by the time that stuff gets you, by the, yeah, that's something right. else will get you first, man. Probably, Danny. Hey, listen, we got more to talk about, but we got to save it for next week, all right? All right. That's all I got. Me too. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter's Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to you all next week. Do something nice for someone today, my friends.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.